0: Dot com Atlassian
1: support for Pivot comes from Pendo Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There, you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. Hey everybody! This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher,
0: and I'm Scott Galloway. Hello, Kara. What did you do this hey. weekend? What did you do this well, weekend? Well, just
1: a second. We're doing a podcast live with Advertising Week 2020. Just so you know, what we're a here. Thrill. What a thrill! <laughs> anyway, what did I do this weekend? What did I do this what weekend? What happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: I've seen you playing with that thing. It's not like a lock you can pick. It's yeah. stuck. Uh, you're twisting uh, very it. Funny. You're twisting very it.
1: Funny. Yeah, I am. It's weird to be wearing a ring. I got married this weekend before the Supreme Court could try to overturn gay marriage. I did actually get married, uh, and uh, I, I Scott was not at the wedding. <laughs> that's the first thing you said.
0: That's the first thing you say. Uh, that's, yes, thing you say. Yes, that's your that's go-to. That's the second
1: and third and fourth thing I say. That's, actually, it. Scott was not um, there.
0: Yeah. Do you want to yeah, know the test? I was not yeah. there, Do you want to know the test?
1: What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I give, give me the, the same drinks. toast, oh, so you, this,
0: this may come as a surprise right. Yeah, you. I've okay. been a best man at several weddings. Um, All right. Uh, the toast I give is the same, and it's my advice to—and it's usually to the husband, because that's usually who I'm standing for, But or the dude, but the All same right. goes here. Uh, one, Yeah. never let Amanda be cold or hungry, uh, because that'll screen out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take a giant pashmina, right. posing as a blanket wherever you go, always have protein right. bars, because one— Okay. When you look back on the fights that almost uh, explode the marriage, somebody was cold or hungry. Yeah. So, screen that okay. out. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. That's one. All Two, right. okay. don't keep score. And
0: in relationships, especially as we're younger, we have a tendency to think, okay, right. if her in-laws were over. That means her parents were over. That means my parents. And just decide that you're always going to be in the plus column. Always try and be ahead and, okay. because you'll always right. okay. inflate your own contributions relative to the partners. So, anyways, commit to never keep score. And the third is let your saucy, horny minks fly. Always express desire and affection. It, 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 it identifies the relationship as singular, and I think we all want to be desired and feel loved. So I would say every, every yeah. time you feel a source of affection or, or desire, express it. Those are my three things, Kara. All right. Those are, that's my all recipe right. well, for a good see, marriage. This
1: is, you've just you've just displayed why you were not invited to the tiny <sighs> wedding. You will be invited to the big one and you will dance. I think that is really all I want to do. You will drink tequila and dance. Nonetheless, I had a beautiful wedding, and again, the the uh the disturbing uh statement out of two of the Supreme Court justices around uh the gay marriage. Um that passed many years ago, sort of calling for lack of gay marriage, which was disturbing. But nonetheless, I have a regular marriage. I don't have a gay marriage or a straight marriage. I just have a marriage. And so I'm very excited. Um, but let's, uh, let's let's move on to the stuff we actually talk about. There's all kinds of stuff going on besides this happening this week. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about President Trump in the hospital and, and, and the implications of that. Um, a lot of stuff is going—there was so much news over the weekend. It was kind of ridiculous. Um, the Justice Department, just so you know, appealed the judge's ruling that the Trump administration— can't impose a ban on WeChat. Um, a whole bunch of things happened over the weekend, but largely it was essentially an a, a, a infectious joyride from the president of the United States. So obviously, this is huge news. Uh, let's talk about President Trump's COVID diagnosis and how it's affecting the markets, because I think that's the most important thing right now, because he seems to not care that he has COVID. More people at the White House, including the press secretary, now have COVID. This is a larger um, spreading event than in all of uh, New Zealand, I think, at this point, in one one White House. Um, Late last Thursday, Trump announced via Twitter that he tested positive for COVID-19. By the end of the day, Friday, he was in a helicopter uh, to Walter Reed Hospital, where he is being treated now. He may be out at this moment, although he shouldn't be. According to many, many doctors, uh, several white, other White House officials have tested positive as well as people who are doing debate prep and, and so many more. Um, obviously he did that weird drive by putting at risks, uh, Secret Service agents because he's full of COVID right now, uh, in order to wave at reporters. He made a series of videos that were odd and, um, felt odd to watch. And on Friday the stock market took a tumble because of the news, but made a jump back, uh, as doctors suggest, the president would be released from the hospital. So what do, what do you and, and there was also not a lot of great information and, and conflicting information, including by his doctor, who apparently is not a doctor, uh, who is like the Frank Burns, for those who are, who are a little older of this uh of this episode. So Scott, what do you make of this? And let's talk about the stock market in relation to the US president's health, because this has been the strangest uh, episode I think of the many strange episodes in the Trump administration.
0: The the data is fairly un, unclear around disasters or perceived disasters impact on the market. When Eisenhower had a heart attack, <laughs> the markets began a sell off and this, the attacks of 9/11 brought a pretty serious correction or decline or markdown on the markets. Mm-hmm. But when Reagan was shot, there was a brief blip down and then it came scorching back. The markets are up today. You, sure. I think you summarized it pretty well last week. And you said that you think the markets have now decided to see beyond Trump. And, you know, Because if you think mm-hmm. about, all right, what's the worst possible scenario? He 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 dies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at right. Least, mm-hmm. uh, tech- medically speaking, that's the worst possible scenario. So, But it, at the end of the day, okay, so the virus has a say in this. But right now, the markets are saying that the people are deciding in 28 days that he's probably going to be uh, gone <laughs> and that his existence as president is mm-hmm. probably going to cease. This is There's just no getting around it. This is an unmitigated disaster for, and, mm-hmm. and health concerns, w- w- your health is important and you can't control it. The virus didn't get the memo around these individuals' belief that they're exceptional. Mm-hmm. And it, the way I would describe the other thing that is just striking here is the image that will, will last. And the image that may actually summarize his presidency is him in a hermetically mm-hmm. sealed vehicle. While he has COVID, asking other people who work for him. I mean, everyone talked about George Senior Bush Senior's reverence for the Secret Service and how how much time and attention yeah. and gratitude he demonstrated quietly towards the people who worked around him. And what does this guy do? Hey, I've got some weird weird notion that <laughs> I'll, I'll somehow express strength. And every the imagery here has been so. Stupid, Even even little things, Kara, he puts on a suit and tie to walk to the helicopter to go to the hospital. It's like, boss, you're trying too hard. Cut yourself some slack. Mm -hmm, Just put mm -hmm. on that cool Mm -hmm. jacket that Obama used to wear and get on the helicopter. It's just the imagery here, the hermetically sealed SUV and the other image that will haunt them is that Rose Garden picture, that elevated aerial Rose Garden picture. I was thinking about you this week, and I thought, okay, Kara's getting married. If there's one event you mm-hmm. would decide, life is risk. If you, there's one event you would decide to take some risk, it would be a mm-hmm. wedding. There's nothing more joyous, more important uh, than a wedding. Right. And I thought, okay, that picture, you could almost justify it if it was a wedding. People decide to take the risk. But it wasn't. No, in fact. It, but you decided, you decided to do Zoom and distance and mask. And here's the thing, mm-hmm. you, you and your loved ones, our citizens, just as the, the gathering at the Rose Garden, they're citizens. But the difference is you demonstrate citizenship. And everyone else yeah. has decided, well, it's more important to, to have a political, yeah. a political photo op and introduce a new Supreme Court nominee. And the, the, you look at this, and then you see what happens. And this notion that it, it's totally backfired him. He's tried, to imi- he's tried to project this image of me strong like bull. And the image he's projected mm-hmm. is me stupid like fucking <laughs> idiot. Me, stupid, like fucking idiot. (laughs) Every image that comes out, whoever manages the imagery there is terrible at what they do.
1: It from a brand point of view, because you know, we're not well, we are political, but what from a brand point of view, what does it do? What does it message? Because it did look really uncomfortable and weird standing there. I was sort of like, please stop making videos, be quiet, perhaps, be sick, and then come out looking good. Um, there was so many other brand imagery that you could have done there for a positive political spin. Was there, I mean, do you see what would have been the right way to do it from a brand point of view? You're a brand guy. Well,
0: just just uh, not lying to us. The other image that's going to haunt them is him signing blank pieces of paper. Yeah, I saw. Hey, that. M- let me look. Re- let me look presidential like I'm working. Oh, but don't don't realize the cameras can zoom in and they can see we're signing blank pieces of paper. You know, something in the right. hospital. Uh, there was. A, they talked about how Reagan said. Uh, to his doctor, I hope you're Republican. And the doctor said today we're all Republicans, and that Reagan was very optimistic, mm-hmm. although he was in a terrible place. And then, yeah, and then he was the other The other thing that comes out of this is again, we undermine our institutions. How much, how much credibility have has the medical profession lost? A doctor walks out and says, a straight question, has he received supplemental oxygen? And said, And then he goes, he currently isn't receiving it, and refuses to answer the question. It's just so yeah. it could have been it could have been an opportunity for him to say to say you know to have a couple pictures a couple things was surrounded by you know I don't know anything anything other than what they've done they don't understand imagery in my senses he's calling the shots here and just a series of terrible mistakes and they've they've declined four points in the polls relative to Biden because of this mm-hmm. and then making fun of Biden for his masking and now and now who looks like the idiot. And then what did the Biden campaign do? Mm-hmm. They did that great 30-second spot that just shows him in front of American flag putting on a mask. That was just, that was fantastic right. imagery. So whoever's running the imagery for the Trump campaign... They just don't understand it, and the larger. But but I want to talk about
1: why they think it's going to work. Why is it just because they're just listening to whatever he says, or because there's there's people that are smart about imagery on that campaign? So exactly right. they've been very effective on Facebook, or maybe Brad Parscale was. Um, but what what is what is the goal here?
0: But greatness is in the agency of others, and when you have a team. Mm-hmm. Not a team of rivals, but a team team of felons and incompetence. You just you they've gone from mm-hmm. the kind of the a, a team around social media to the B team to the C team, and now everyone's either infected, in jail, going to. I mean, it just, it's just at, at some point there's no one home, and he's clearly decided that he's gonna he's gonna call the shots, and not recognizing that mm-hmm. he's he's not in a position to make good decisions right now. But the 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 biggest.
1: on steroids. That's not always not, a, not a good thing. decision to make decisions But the biggest on the
0: biggest trend on a meta level is that we will look back on this time. People, I like I said, what was the moment where American civilization went into decline? I and mean, everyone said, "Oh, it was JFK's shot." No, it's not. For the next fifty years, this was this was still the shiny beacon on a hill, whatever you want to call it. The moment the moment we ceded geopolitical power to the Chinese was was COVID and Trump. And they now, if you look mm-hmm. at the imagery coming out of China, whether it's them enjoying concerts, what, I mean, they just, they know how to manage this. And we look like incredible, the smartest, quote-unquote, the smartest people in the room, the people who are leading our country right now, decide to get together and not distance. And then they all start getting infected. It, this is, this mm-hmm. cements, this cements brand America right now, which is, uh, uh, these are terrible associations sickly. of incompetence, sickly, uh, arrogant uh, and just, just this, 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 stupid, uh, yeah, it's stupid, perfect. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> so, so, what does that do? I really do do to the election. What do you think it does to the election? Well, I've been doing all the talking. What do you think it does? It. Well, it's interesting because you know my mom, as usual, is a Fox yep. News watcher um, and continues to be so, and it continues. I have to say, to warp her brain, and she she kept saying, "Well, it's not his fault that he got COVID," and I was like. Are they saying that on Fox News? Because it is his fault. He didn't wear a mask and he didn't, he relied too much on instant testing and not social distancing. And so it was really, it, I, I think you know it, it was just weird to see all those um, people outside of Walter Reed. It was a small group, you know. The press acted like it was this massive rally going on outside the hospital. It's fifty sad people who are really going to get COVID and be sick, unfortunately. Um, but it, it still is this lasting thing that it's someone else's fault that it, you know. And I think Matt Getz was um, pushing that idea of of the it's not the the virus. Trump gets the virus is the virus gets Trump and that and they're in trouble it's an old Chuck Norris um meme, essentially, which is kind of idiotic, but this idea that you can muscle through uh, illness. And the messaging was interesting from, uh, you know, it was like, I've learned a lot about it. I'm like, well, it doesn't really care if you learn a lot about it. It wasn't like, it was this weird, I've I've, I've gone to school on this. And you're sort of like, wow, people have died. It's not a game. It's not anything else. And I, I just wonder if people are just looking with their slack-jawed mouth open, like, what? Or not. I. I I, will see. I think we're going to see. I think it looks ridiculous at this point. But you just never know. You just never know how it'll shake out. I do think most elderly people who are intelligent, uh, who not my mom. I have to say, she's really quite lost the the narrative here, and she is intelligent, but she's certainly lost the narrative. Will look at this and think, I've had to stay in. I've tried to be careful, and this clown is running around infecting people. I think that's that to me is the part that is. Ridiculous! I think beyond the 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 um sharpie thing on the blank page, that to me is that ride was really quite. I'd love to know the person who said let's let's go and do this. Uh, this is good for us, but it's certainly not. Um, but you know, it doesn't help anything. It just helps him.
0: And someone's going to die here because, you, you, what you yeah. have is you have the New York Times now tr- doing contact tracing, and that is they said okay, these are yeah. the people who got it, and they'll they'll mm-hmm. find that somewhere along the line. I mean, you do have. Right. This is a very sensitive topic because you don't want anyone to get sick. A pathogen. Some people just catch it. It can't avoid catching it. But we do, as citizens, have an obligation to take certain precautions to not become another node on the geometric spread. That is a form of citizenship. Right.
1: They don't care. They don't and care. They don't care. They don't mind. I see them going to work even with COVID. Like, look, he's going back to the White House even with COVID, and it's really, it's we don't care. And, we do not and we're care who find we get sick.
0: In probably mm-hmm. uh, just the way his luck is going, probably the week before, they're going to directly be able to reverse engineer someone who'd caught it and died because of their their little contagion two party in the rose garden,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: going to bring yeah. home to people just what it means to be a citizen or poor citizenship. It's it is it is one would hope. Yeah. Well, it's already but happening. The polls are already reflecting yeah,
1: it. No. I see that. I see that because it's so stupid. But let's go to the real impact on, this is a group of people in Washington that went and it will will continue to radiate outward. But uh, let's go on a quick break and come back to talk about more chains and businesses closing. And we'll get to some wins and fails for the week.
0: Fox Creative.
2: This is advertiser content from Atlassian. That's dot com.
0: Support for Pivot comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software, including Jira, Confluence, and Trello, help power the collaboration for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR, and leadership, can stay connected and moving together as one towards shared company wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A T L A S S I A N.com. Atlassian.
1: Welcome back. Uh, Regal Cinemas, the U.S.'s second largest cinema chain, is closing all of its locations nationwide. The others are struggling. The decision came after another postponement of Hollywood big budget releases. Most recently, the latest James Bond movie was halted, much to my chagrin. Meanwhile, I wouldn't have gone anyway. uh, Meanwhile, big airline job cuts are expected this week, uh, barring uh, additional federal aid, which has been slowed down because everybody in the White House has coronavirus. They can't get a deal done, and Nancy Pelosi was just talking about this. U.S. airlines are on the verge of shedding more than 30,000 jobs, according to CNBC. And data released by Yelp shows that 60% of business closings due to the pandemic are now permanent. So let's talk about the, the business changes, because these are these are the real reverberations around the country. People who are sick is, is tragic. This is also going to be very tragic. So we've talked about cinema closures and, and, and what was going to happen. So talk a little bit about these job cuts and where you see the next ones coming, because we talked about this oh, quite a bit, uh, this idea of job cuts.
0: So, uh, a really healthy exercise to do uh, professionally is to take the three biggest trends in your industry and mm-hmm. then just take take the slope of the curve for the last 10 years and extend it 10 years forward, and then take it out 10 years, and that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. And if you had taken theater attendance out, I mean, just as an example, last year, motion picture, total volume of motion picture or total gross domestic box office tre- uh, receipts was $7 billion, and they estimate the home video market is 120 to $150 billion. so... The domestic mm-hmm. box office motion picture industry uh, does not command or does not occupy the space of commands, and that it's we're fascinated by it. But the reality is, it's it's the denim market is now bigger than the motion picture industry. And if in every year it got worse mm-hmm. and worse, and there was some innovation Alamo Drafthouse, I picked, but for the most part, every year they became increasingly the industry. Not only the revenues were not only flat to declining, but it came mm-hmm. it became less robust. What do we mean by robust? Nassim talk talks about. The financial services industry isn't robust because if J.P. Morgan goes down, it could take a, the global economy down so he gets to call the president get bailed out whenever he wants. The 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 restaurant industry is a robust industry. We're going to lose a third of them, and quite frankly, you're still going to be able to mm-hmm. get great food delivered to your doorstep. The motion picture industry, uh, domestic box office, is not robust because it's become increasingly reliant on a bunch of men in tights, right? It's, it's become basically seven or ten tentpole films make or break the mm-hmm. entire year. And in addition, it hasn't listened to the consumer. Consumer, Consumers will pay $10, 20 $100 pay-per-view to be able to see Frozen or Milan or Avengers in their home. Where, by the way, the innovation, look at your home viewing experience yeah. in the last 20 years, what's happened to it. Look at the movie theater experience in the last 20 years. One has changed dramatically. The other still has sticky floors and overpriced popcorn. And, and not only that, it's just mm-hmm. not a – so this was – Uh, this is nothing different. It's just an accelerant. These things were going away. Uh, Moving on to the jobs, I'm a capitalist around this. I think uh, two-thirds of the PPE did nothing but delay the inevitable. I think uh, one of the Mm -hmm. things we've decided in a capitalist society is that in order to reward the winners, we have to punish the losers. I think we need a broader safety net and more retraining and extended unemployment. But I don't know if we need airlines to be as big as they were. And we decided that because airlines have this kind of national feeling about them, that we consistently bail them out, and I don't think that's fair. I think they should be allowed to go under. I think the debt holders should take license to the aircraft, and they need to reshape. It'll have all sorts of ramifications, including it'll be much more difficult to live in a quote unquote secondary city that's not as populous because you'll start losing flights. But look, I, I don't mm-hmm. think we. I think we have to end exit the consensual hallucination that everything's going to go back to normal. And we've decided in this country mm-hmm. that we let people go, we let companies go out of business, we let people get fired such that when the economy returns, we can have new businesses, new people get hired. So, yeah, it's terrible, but I think it's overdue. I th- I, I think the PPP loans were nothing but a sh- temporary sugar high that did nothing but end up in the hands of some very wealthy small business people. So,
1: what should happen now with stimulus then? They're, they are trying to get this, I think, two point. trillion. They're going between $1.6. They're in the middle of that somewhere. Um, It was much higher for the Democrats, very low for the Republicans. I think it was $300 million. What should happen now? What should the government be doing to, to put some economic activity into the environment? Because this gets, you know, you're going into the fall season, you're going into Christmas, you're going into uh, the flu season, we still don't have a vaccine. I just did an interview with Monsef Slaoui, and he was saying most people will not be getting this vaccine until the spring, essentially, most people, even though first responders may get it by December and the older people in January, February. So what what do you do to stave off that? Six to seven month time frame where there's going to be enormous amounts of people out of jobs, what would you think is important?
0: Well, simply put, I think the theme around stimulus should be to protect people, not companies we have We've had a tendency mm-hmm. to personify and idolize companies. Companies are inanimate legal entities mm-hmm. formed in Delaware. they're not concerned with the condition of your soul. they're not going to take care of you when you get older. And the notion is, we'll maintain the jobs. And my feeling is you let the economy reshape to a new normal. And there's some harshness in that. But if you were to take, there's 110 million households in the U.S. If you were to take the bottom 55, the bottom median, the ones making less than $60,000 a year who are vulnerable, and said, all right, instead of $3 trillion going to airlines and, and low-cost loans, that's, 60, that's 50 million households. That's $60,000 per household. I say just give people mm-hmm. who are... Most vulnerable, just to check and say, "All right, find the food, find the help you need." You might get laid off, but you don't have to be afraid. And I think you let the mm-hmm. economy do what capitalism does. I think you let the the grind, the gears grind, and some of it's ugly, and some people get hurt. But it's okay if companies go out of business. What we need to make sure is that the poor, that the people least advantage in our society, aren't afraid about feeding their children. They're not. They don't feel like they have to leave their house. And turn on their phone and go go drive an Uber or go to a dangerous job, so I think we get it all mm-hmm. wrong. I think we've decided to protect people, but mostly protect companies. No, you don't give all the capital mm-hmm. to people and let people people are smart they'll decide which companies should. Survive. They'll spend the money where it should go. And those companies will reform. But instead, we've created this zombie economy with a bunch of companies that that shouldn't be alive, that shouldn't. Small business, I'm a small businessman. Small businesses in America, we're the fucking wolves of the global economy. And instead they've turned us into these little <laughs> bitch poodles waiting for the government to come home and feed us. We'll be just fine. What you need to do is protect people, not businesses. <laughs>
1: Oh, little bitch poodles. Listen, little bitch poodle. Um, <laughs> but I'm your you little think... bitch
0: poodle. I'm yours. <laughs> Not even slightly. Rub my belly. Oh my god, Rub I the totally,
1: i totally send Give you a to the pound. Let me just Give me a pig's ear. Give me a pig's ear. No. Listen. Listen to me. What new job? Where are the new jobs then? Where do you imagine that? Let's go out um, – to where it would happen if we're having a smaller airline industry, a smaller restaurant industry, a smaller, you know, retail industry. Where are the actual jobs from
0: your perspective? If you, so I'm, I'm in, and I'm, I can't wait for the response here. I'm in Cabo San Lucas. And the thing about Cabo San Lucas is mm-hmm. uh, there's something about the architecture. I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm horrified at how privileged I sound right now. But anyways, it has this, yes, ch- it has this topography here with a slope of the beach.
1: Wait, you're in, you're in Cabo San Lucas? I'm in Cabo San
0: Lucas. Anyways, hola. All right, okay. Hola, mi amigo. Cara. <laughs> anyways.
1: Okay, let's move along. Anyways,
0: uh, you horrible man. So, it, 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 this place manufactures these perfect waves. And every time I come here, I'm under, mm-hmm. I fall under the delusion that I can actually surf because the waves are perfect. Mm-hmm. And I always tell kids, you want to get, you'd rather be a bad mm-hmm. surfer where there's perfect waves. So, where are the perfect waves? What are the tsunamis of growth? And there's just some mm-hmm. obvious ones. Four trillion dollars. $4 trillion right. in healthcare spending is up for grads and is going to be reformatted over the next five years. The number of people mm-hmm. who are comfortable uh, getting their healthcare remotely through telemedicine, over the phone, regulations have come crumbling mm-hmm. down because they wanted to um, administer healthcare remotely. The technology, the amount of capital, there'll be more money invested in telemedicine and remote care. And new formats, and innovation around the, se- the largest the largest sector of our economy, healthcare, in the next few years has been the last twenty. Get to health tech. My industry is going to go through changes. Ed tech, the unbundling of industry. Think about the amount of time. If you just mm-hmm. loosely think, all right, how much time was I spending in an office? I'm going to spend twenty to thirty mm-hmm. percent across America. Twenty to thirty percent less time in an office. That probably right. most of that shifts to the home, which means there's going to be a twenty to thirty percent reallocation out of what is the second largest asset class, commercial real estate, into the largest asset class, residential real estate. So everyone from restoration hardware to lumber prices are going to skyrocket. Housing had its best month ever last month. So I think you just want to get in front of these tsunamis because market dynamics trump individual performance. You would rather be a marginal executive in the health tech business and a great executive in the motion picture Cinema business. So get to ed tech, health mm-hmm. tech, residential real estate, and there's probably another ten to fifteen waves of between a hundred million to delivery, remote delivery, anything remote like. delivery, supply chain, cold storage, vaccination of supply chain. There's just there's just some enormous waves forming. Get to the waves.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. What among the things that were there before do you imagine coming back? I I do imagine restaurants a little more, not as many restaurants, but, you know, I was just in New York this weekend and everybody was masked up, but it was astonishing how adaptable everybody was. Everybody was outside, they closed roads. It was so creative to watch you know, businesses try to stay afloat and they were doing a great job, you know, in terms of being full and full of people. Now, obviously it's going to change with the weather, but it certainly was heartening to see adaptability by a lot of small businesses. Um, we're doing various and different things. And so it, in a lot of ways, it's heartening to watch that. What do you see as coming back? It, it, you know, you talk about things that are cyclical or or this, in this case, COVID affected versus uh, uh, stuff that's just going—that's mm-hmm. just going away completely. What do you see as not going away completely and coming back? Uh, I'd probably travel. For example, the minute we can travel, I know I'm getting on a plane to go somewhere to a vacation spot or something. Now, even though you vacation for a living, what what do you imagine? Uh, what do you imagine will be stronger? Say, once the vaccine is more widely dispersed by next summer, say.
0: Uh, well, I want you to answer the same question because I'm not sure I, I'm, okay. I've got a lock on this. But is, is, so the big question that all companies are asking is cyclical versus structural, right? One of the, On a meta mm-hmm. level, I think one of the things that's cyclical is cities. I think if you look at economic mm-hmm. history, cities actually do really well post-pandemic. And I mm-hmm. think… There's it's situational. I think San Francisco, as a consumer product, could be best be described as expensive but bad right now, and people are leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think cities like right. New York, I think big city, you know Dallas, Austin, whatever you want to call it, I think cities will continue to thrive. Costs will come down. There'll be a lot of money lost around the people who own buildings. There'll be debt will be restructured. Office buildings will be reformatted into a residential. But I think cities are gonna boom. And I would argue if New York's costs get cut by twenty or thirty percent as long as crime doesn't return and the age goes down, it could be a fantastic, you know, I I'm not sure that's a bad thing mm. if, if 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 costs right. get brought down. So I think cities do really well. Restaurants, uh restaurants will not restaurants will have the same amount of um dollar volume, but it'll go through different channels, right? You'll see twenty to thirty percent of it move to move to um, Mm -hmm. delivery. And unfortunately, there'll be a culling of the herd and the independent, a lot of the small guys just won't have the the balance sheet to survive it. And we're going to see a consolidation there. In other words, we'll see, um, you know, the the 100 biggest providers from Chipotle to Panera will grab a lot more market share. Uh, In travel, Mm -hmm. business travel is structurally impaired. Um, I'm -hmm. going to, I traveled 150 to 200,000 miles a year. I'm now going to travel 50. And 30 of that is going to be resort travel or leisure, leisure travel. Resort and le- leisure travel will not only be cyclical, will not only come back, it'll actually come back to greater levels because people will be spending more time with their families and have more time freed up for, for leisure travel. Mm-hmm. So, it's you know, it depends. The question I would put to you is where do you think media goes post-pandemic? Like what do you think? How do you think the media industry shapes and what's cyclical and what's structural?
1: Well, I think cont- continuing in the way that I've already sort of started to see when I started doing uh, all things Z and code, smaller, more limbo, faster don't need as many people, essentially. Uh, but that's something that's been happening forever, right? That's something. And at the same time, major brands being more powerful than ever in terms of, I mean, look at, uh, I mean, you found out a lot of medical information from the New York Times and the Washington Post yeah. and other uh, news organizations, and also Claudia Conway, apparently, on in, on uh, TikTok. Uh, thank God it wasn't banned. I, is um, that 2020?
0: I Does mean, that seriously. mark 2020? You can imagine that Honestly, Kellyanne...
1: she's just now on...
0: <laughs> Kellyanne was literally <laughs> <laughs> on a conference call with with advisors, the White House, this is how we're going to spin it. And then they go, your daughter just announced yeah. it on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, yes, that yeah. is genius. Anyone with teenagers know, knows I know, I know. there's your life <laughs> and then there's what happens when you have a teenager in your household. I, I know. Well, she just announced
1: she has COVID. She just announced she yeah. has COVID, which makes it even better. The um, daughter has but, COVID? You know, you're right. Yeah, she just announced oh, didn't it. Yeah. I not know that. That She does from her mom because her mom lied to her about it. That's what she's saying. Um, oh it's just, it, it's really, I mean, that's what I'm getting to a bigger point, now, right? Blown. It's like this reality show. This reality show both sucks and is fat, impossible oh to look gosh. away from. But, um, I hope George it, doesn't get it. I think it's the yes, that's your true. boyfriend. Um, I think that they, yeah, he's not my boyfriend. And I think he's very clever on the Twitter.
0: Ooh, Um, I touched a nerve. Someone's got a crush. No,
1: I I just got married. No, I just got married. No. Yeah, just so you know, I
0: I can tell you this. Once you get married, you're no longer attracted to other people. Yeah, it definitely goes away because you're so in love with your spouse. (laughs) Ah! Yeah, I yeah. Am. I'm no, so I haven't noticed I'm, all those really hot women am. by the pool here. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm totally blind <laughs> to that now. I'm totally all right, blind listen, to that.
1: Listen, listen. You know what? Try <laughs> stop wrecking my new marriage bench if you poodle, don't mind. I'm your Give it at least. Poodle. No, I'm sorry. No, anyway, Ad week. listen. We're going to get to wins and fails in a second. Ad, no, not Ad Week. Advertising Week 2020. Oh, advertising You're not supposed week. to say Ad oh, Week 20. Got it. As usual, those you make a mistake. Listen, here's the deal. I think I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish up. I do think certain things like l- leisure travel. I think you're right about cities. I do think, uh, people, I, I a number of people I've talked to who have moved out of cities seem like they want to just run back to cities right yeah. now. I think they've had enough of the lakes and the, yep. beaut- I got a lot of texts about how beautiful the sunsets and lakes were. And I've been staying in a city and they were, they seem more and more like sunset. Lake Sunset Lake or whatever wherever they happen to be suburbs uh, somewhere where it was where it isn't the city, um, so I do think you're right about cities and they will return strongly. I just wonder what's going to happen to the streetscape in a lot of these places without retail, without without downtowns, traditional downtowns. And I'm not creative enough to know what they're going to do could with them. Wonderful. I do think they will get
0: could be wonderful. We could it could be wonderful. We could take yep. a third of the combustion engines out, uh, cars out. We could make streets yep. keep streets yep. permanently for yep. open air dining. You want to talk about yep. some niche structural or cyclical? You know, it's going to come roaring back. I mean, just fucking roaring what? back is Disneyland. What? You when Disney Disneyland? when we have a vaccine, you're going to see record, absolutely right. record attendance at um at Disney parks. There's yep. going to be. You know, it's also a uh, cyclical bump. Alcohol sales are up fifty five percent. They're going back to where they were pre COVID.
1: Yeah, That's mostly you. That's mostly I'm you. five of that. Anyway, we're going to m- that. We're going to move on. To wins and fails. And then we're going to get some questions from listeners. Scott, what is your wins and well, fails? my
0: win is uh, second marriages where hope triumphs over experience. I, I think it's wonderful. I also am – I am – I move that you – uh, had the discipline not to invite people that you admire and love as uh, an expression of <laughs> citizenship and that you masked up. Okay. I, th- I think you're a good citizen, yeah. and I'm happy for you and Amanda. Thank you. I think it's important. We
1: potted people, too. We put everybody in pods who were together, so they sat, they got to sit near each other, but they were away from – we kept everyone eight feet apart. I'm happy otherwise. you have
0: three kids, and I'm being – Box lunches. I'm, box I'm being lunches. somewhat serious here. I think Europe – one of the things mm-hmm. that challenges Europe is the birth dearth. I think when people – decide not to have children uh, because of economic strains, as in Japan or Italy. Uh, it threatens their society. Everyone blames it on immigrants. No, immigrants add value to a society. What What is really wonderful, if you will, is when good people who love each other and are economically secure and competent decide to have children. I think that's key to the species. So, yep. you know, my win is the citizenship and the the parenting brought to us cur- cur- courtesy of uh, uh, Amanda and Kara. Congratulations to both of you. I think it's a wonderful. <laughs> oh,
1: that's very nice. What's your, What's your fail? What's your
0: fail? My f- my fail is American citizenship. We like to we like to blame it on Trump, but I I'll see anything starring Hitler. I took I went to a movie this weekend and I saw mm-hmm. um, a Call to Spy, and it's about the uh, British. Uh, planting this
1: is you saw the streaming you didn't go to a physical movie no i did theater, but did i made you? sure there
0: were only four people in the theater it's one of those i pick and there okay, were four people right. and i masked up and you know here we go mm-hmm. anyways the okay the and i hadn't been in the movies in a long time um uh, but basically we started dropping and planting um women because we thought they'd be less obvious or the british did into france during world war ii and they were tremendously effective and about a third of them were captured, tortured, and murdered. And uh, what was striking is I did some reading on it, and supposedly 80% of the women that they asked to do this said yes on the spot. And I just think about the levels mm-hmm. of citizenship America has demonstrated in the past that we seem to have lost. And I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. our leaders demonstrate such poor citizenship, but during World War II, when word got out that we were um, short on rubber because the Japanese controlled the, the many of the, the southern islands that produced rubber— Immediately, Americans started driving 30 instead of 60 because they thought I need to save my tires. And we won't put on fucking masks to go into Walmart. And so I don't think we can just blame yeah. the Trump administration. I wonder. And I'm 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 uh, I, I'm I'm with this guy who's in the special forces for the Navy, and I, th- I hear some of his stories and just about the mental toll and some of the citizenship that we have clustered around a small cohort in our society, and we've asked them to be Uber citizens, and the rest of us are just supposed to, you know, are just waiting on our stimulus checks. So. My loss is mm-hmm. my collective fail. I do think America has lost its sense of citizenship across, across our populace. And I don't know what repairs it. I don't know whose fault it is. But I think the first thing is to acknowledge that citizen is a real word. And we are failing. We are failing as a, as a, as a populace mm-hmm. to demonstrate citizenship in small and big things.
1: Okay. My wins and fails, uh, they have to do with companies we actually cover. Google is giving a billion dollars in licensing fees to news publishers as the company gears up for a government antitrust. That is a, you know, I'm not surprised they're doing that. I think they're trying to do whatever they can as they face this government antitrust lawsuit, which has sort of been delayed, it looks like. It was supposed to be last week. Uh, At the same time, the Wall Street Journal obtained Facebook's 14-page argument for why the government should not break up the company, uh, anticipating this with the FTC. Their argument is that Facebook with Instagram and WhatsApp were approved by the FTC and unwinding those deals would cause consumer harm. So uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? I mean, what is your, I mean, because this, they're going to be trying to battle these things. And if uh, Biden wins, they're certainly going to accelerate these, these calls to break up these companies and to bring them to heel. Um, I think they should not avoid the inevitable. And just begin to understand their businesses in a new paradigm with more guardrails, possibly breaking up parts of it, and do it proactively. We've talked about this again and again. Um, I'm not clear why they're prov- doing defenses when it looks like the writing is on the wall for them, especially if in, in, in the case of a Biden one.
0: Yeah, and the billion dollars to media companies from Google—that's Pablo Escobar building a park. That's Jeffrey Epstein sponsoring the youth, the, you know, the youth gymnastics team in Palm mm-hmm. Beach. It's so disingenuous and ridiculous. If pedophiles
1: and drug dealers. Go, okay, compare up. them to that. Go ahead. Um,
0: uh, too much. Uh, the <laughs> too much. look. I, I, I'm, I'm stealing my thunder because this will be my prediction next, later in the week. But I think there's a decent chance that Barr announces a deal with Google in October, because I think he'll offer Google a deal they will not get in a Biden administration in exchange for the ability to pretend that they're actually doing something and they're effective. I think there is a backroom deal done between William Barr and the board of Google and Puchai that says, I'll slap you on the wrist and I'll pretend I have a victory and you're never going to get this deal in a Biden administration or with our administration, we get reelected. So I think there's corruption taking place behind the scenes between William Barr and Google right now.
1: Doing, to to do what? What would be the settlement?
0: Uh, you spin YouTube or you pass a bunch of money. You, we basically, it's it's okay. If you cop early, you get a fine and you don't go to prison. Um, it's, I think mm-hmm. they're, I think they want an October surprise. I think they have a list of things. And I think they want to say, we're tough. We did this with Google. And Google will hit the bid because they realize that they're going to pay a much bigger price once it's, once it's Biden. And if Elizabeth Warren is anywhere near the room that makes the decision. Well,
1: in this case, in this, Idea of doing that doesn't mean they escape a Biden administration deal. I mean, attack from Elizabeth Warren and others. Even if they strike a deal with Bill Barr, it's not over. I think they should just. It doesn't. It doesn't. It means they're going to come back and get worse, or they'll abrogate it. And so I think they what they really need to do, which you've talked about, it is see it as a shareholder boon it's a boon to them as uh, as as uh, corporate citizens that they're able to to try to be proactive about this versus it being imposed upon them yeah. you know i think that they 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 can sell it as a shareholder plus that we have new companies everybody's richer jeff bezos is richer than ever that kind of stuff i think that's and you don't have to appear in front of congress endlessly to do what inevitably will be happening to you so i think they should just get way out in front of this and Break themselves up or or find themselves or find some way. Yeah, why not? Yeah, to, I mean, that
0: to me is- To the, your point, most valuable company in the world, and we've predicted this, AWS in 2025, it'll spin at some point. And yep. you said something that really struck me when we interviewed Sundar Pichai after it. You said, you know, I get the sense that he would, he would feel relieved if he was broken up and then he could just focus on product and strategy and not just be constantly apologizing.
1: Yep. all of them all of yeah. them. You know, I'm not sure what the only person I think really wants to resist being broken up is Mark like, Zuckerberg of yeah, Facebook. I, I think that is the only one that I think has has not entertained the idea that he's going to have to do that uh, on some level. And I think that's going to be the that's the problem for them, I suspect, um because they don't have enough uh, uh you know, they don't have enough uh, ability to understand what life is going to be like post that. Um So I just – I really do hope they think really hard instead of doing these things like these licensing fees or or try to come up with elaborate defenses. I understand why they do that, but I don't understand uh, why they would uh – continue to resist what is inevitable. And this is inevitable from my perspective. Stop reading your text, Scott. Palantir.
0: Anyway. Palantir uh, down to nine bucks a (laughs) share, five bucks a share before the, if. if, Oh, really? Why? Okay, we'll
1: talk about it. Why? Because Biden's up four
0: points. You watch. Palantir stock is going to be inversely correlated to the Delta, uh, to Biden's lead. Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: All right. Well, that's interesting. All right. One more quick break. We'll be back for listener Q&A with our live Advertising Week 2020 audience.
3: Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Okay, we're back. This is a question for Scott, I think. Can you talk about the structural changes in the advertising industry and which companies can benefit or which players can benefit and perhaps which players do not benefit? Scott?
0: Uh, I think the biggest structural change is that the uh, – so if you think about the conglomerates, um, WPP, Omnicom, IPG, Publiscy, first off, just a sense of how how much their star has faded. Google and Facebook lose or gain the value of all four of these companies combined in a given trading day. Now, having said that, as it relates to those four companies – you're going to see them, uh, two of the four, split into a good bank, bad bank, because they ha- they have some remarkable assets. They have some data-driven, really interesting assets that help brands. And then they have some old economy dying assets that are strong cash flow, such as their, their traditional ad agencies. And the problem is with the conglomerate structure, it used to work, and Martin Sorrell fashioned it, where he'd say, okay, by diversifying our revenue streams and smoothing them out, we traded a multiple of 10 to 12 times EBITDA. We go buy these companies for 6 to 8, and it's uh, an arbitrage, and the market loves it. And that worked for about 30 years. Now, the market looks at ad agency conglomerates and finds the shittiest business in the portfolio, which is an ad agency or media buying company declining 3 or 4% and 10% of, of top-line revenue and EBITDA, respectively. And it assigns that multiple to the entire Conglomerate, so it pays a conglomerate discount. So you're going to see some smart people at WPP or an Omnicom. They're run by very smart people. Go good bank, bad bank, and they're going to they're going to split up. So I think the biggest structural change is there's going to be there. Just as we're talking about force breakups of big tech, there's going to be voluntary diversification and good bank, bad bank split ups in the next 24 months across the big four in media.
1: And then where will they end up?
0: Well, they end up. They'll just be they'll be like this data driven data company the you know uh, uh, the the tech trading platforms uh com- companies will be m- the smaller fast growth ones they'll trade at a much higher multiple and then the other companies which will also be probably be pretty good investments because they'll go out at a terrible valuation you know everyone's doing this simon property did this simon property took all their shitty dying real estate and spun it into bad bank it you're 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 seeing you're seeing this across a lot of old industry where they they split them up, but I think they're going to they're be, uh, those companies are going to be um, split up. And th- the reality is it, 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 the advertising industrial complex is getting the oxygen sucked out of the room. And that is, it's very simple. Do you work in an environment that involves subscription, involves data, involves Facebook, Google, or Amazon? But if you're, if you're dependent upon an ad-based model, if you're supporting the, ab- the advertising industrial complex, it's just, getting, it's just going from bad to worse.
1: Bad to worse. Scott, so nice with this audience. So, in other words, get another job is what you're saying?
0: I think, I think it depends on your age and your situation. These these organizations aren't stupid. They know they need to pay people to hold on to them. But loosely speaking, it's going to be a shitty place to work or invest for the next 20 years.
1: 20 years. Okay, then. All right, next question. Looking at the explosive growth of Shopify as well as other platforms like Uber um, and Instagram, will it democratize wealth? And is this sort of the businesses of the future? I'm going to start with that. I do think these... Uh, Shopify, which Scott has talked about quite a lot, is sort of the the play and the sort of anti Amazon uh, kind of thing. But I think you can have both at once: the giant platforms like Amazon, and then these more democratized platforms for everybody else. Scott,
0: uh, so Shopify is uh, Shopify is probably the m- most innovative company in the last decade. Everyone was so scared of Amazon, mm-hmm. and they said, "Let's let's absolutely become the non Amazon Amazon, and let let third party retailers keep their data, keep their branding, keep custody of the consumer and Generally, be mm-hmm. an infrastructure company, and now, and now Shopify is worth more than FedEx, UPS, and throw in shit. I don't know. Throw in Nordstrom's and Williams Sonoma, and you know, Target. I mean, Shopify is extraordinary. I think it's got about 120 billion dollar market capitalization. But the question is around the democratization. 100. percent No, Uber embodies our dangerous economy, and that is we have 25,000 people working at headquarters splitting the value with their investors of General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler combined, while 7 million people uh, get software. Who work on the platform. Yeah, who aren't their employees, but are quote-unquote their partners, which is Latin for no minimum wage protection. And we, you know, we're going to kick you in the nuts economically and turn your car into a payday loan. So the and, and a lot of this is public policy fault. It's not just the economy, it's the economy we choose. And that is we have payroll taxes, meaning you have, if you hire somebody, you have to pay an additional tax on them. But if you turn it into their job into software or robot, you don't have to pay taxes on them. Everybody demonizes immigrants. It's not immigrants taking jobs; it's robots. And if that's fine, you can't get in the way of it. But Christ, at least tax them such that we can put some of that money into retraining. All
1: right. What about what about an Instagram or other platforms like that where people do small businesses? There's all kinds of small businesses popping up on those platforms.
0: Yeah, and, and eBay. Half a million people make their living on eBay, Instagram. But slowly but surely, what these Essentially, what these platforms are really good at is over time, they start starching all the margin and excess surplus wealth and, and capturing mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's like YouTube. There'll be some very well-publicized YouTube stars that make a million dollars a year. And there will be tens of millions of people who spend a lot of money on YouTube mm-hmm. to get some awareness. Maybe they monetize it somewhere else. But be clear. I mean, YouTube's not in the business uh, you know, of, of making other people's livings. Uh, it, they,
1: no, they talk about it.
0: Sure, it, it, there'll be some winners. It's it's like our economy in general. There'll be some very well publicized examples of people who dropped out of college, followed their passion, and became billionaires. You should assume you are not Jay Z, and we should assume that these platforms will do no, nothing but leverage your extraordinary power over the rails to s- slowly but surely suck the margin out of the oxygen out of the room, for everyone, but them. And occasionally they'll say, "Oh, we're giving three hundred million dollars for election privacy, or to sponsor newsrooms, to you know, put lipstick on." Cancer, but the concentration of power here, and it's happening again. Ride hailing's now, or food delivery is going to have two players control seventy percent of the market, it, and it all That's all right. leads back to the same place. We need a more diverse ecosystem and more a more robust environment or ecosystem. What, what
1: about a spot uh, a Shopify when you have a platform like Amazon?
0: I don't understand the question, Kara. What,
1: what, is Shopify of that ilk too, sucking all the oxygen out of the system for its the, the retailers on its platform, or do you feel like that? No, I think
0: Shopify, so a couple of things. Shopify makes a more robust ecosystem because people have now more of a choice. A small small, uh, retailer of surfboards has a place they can go and Mm -hmm. own, Nomad Sports can own the, or Nomad Surf can own the custody of the consumer, maintain the data, has another option to Amazon. I think that's a really, really good thing. But when you have $110 billion across one company, I mean it's just there's only so much capital to go around and uh, the market is becoming such a you're either a story stock and have vision and have extraordinary crazy unrational you know irrational multiples or you're a company that's dying and you're you're trading at kind of a value it's like it's this k-shaped recovery there's nothing in the middle anymore. But I, th- I think Shopify is an inspiration. I'm rooting for them. I think they're fantastic. I think it's nice to see mm-hmm. Canada mar- put a win on the score uh, scorecard after watching RIM and BlackBerry. basically. So there can be
1: versions of these platforms that are helpful to people, and there can be ones that are exploitative. That's what you're saying. Essentially, there's two different kinds. Just of going platforms. from
0: one platform to a kind of a distant second creates much more health in the ecosystem, much more options, much more choice, more jobs, Broader tax base, yeah, I think it's – I think it's – I think overnight, if you had a Google and a YouTube, we'd immediately have two search engines and two video. They'd no longer be uh, coordinating and cooperating. Mm -hmm. They'd be competing. And overnight, you'd see the tax on small businesses that feel they have to be on Google come down – You'd see more startups, broader tax base. So I think competition's fantastic. I love Shopify. I absolutely love Shopify. What do you think?
1: Uh, I, I think that some platforms can be exploitative and some aren't. That's You know what I mean? It just depends. I do still think that if there's, you know, you look at something like Substack. Have you seen all these people, all these reporters going on to the, Casey Newton just went yeah. there, but there's been lots of others, uh, Andrew Sullivan, a whole bunch of people, which they're sort of staking, they're creating these platforms that allow them to publish and and. Uh, go to their fan base now. I only think a couple of people have a fan base to do that. Um, so that's you know it, it depends on certain people that have a differentiated product. Um, and so if you don't, that's your real problem. I think if you're competing with Amazon on basic stuff, you're not going to win. I think you no just came up. I think, you, right? I think
0: you just came up with a new um, acronym. It's not DTC. It's not direct to consumer. It's DTF, direct to fan. I like that hashtag. Pivot yeah, Recode. Direct.
1: All right, it's all DTF. yours. All DTF. yours. But you have to have a fan base. You have to have a fan base and not everybody does. All right, recently, Amazon's been running a lot of self-positive ads, sort of patting themselves on the back. I've noticed them too and there's a lot of them uh, uh, complimenting themselves how well they've conducted themselves. What do you think of that?
0: I think they're smart think, ads.
1: I'm not surprised. Showing... Yeah, they're good ads. The, they are the, good the, ads.
0: They're showing... I mean, Amazon's now the second largest employer. They are, they are hiring a lot of people. They are paying them $15 minimum wage. Uh, it's an inspiring mm-hmm. company. Um, you know, I... I, I I, I, like, I think Amazon's an incredible company. I'd like to see Amazon be three incredible companies. And it's interesting that we always look at these things through the lens of antitrust as some sort of punishment. I, I, like to, I think we need to reframe antitrust as an award. Like, oh, my God, yeah. you are just incredible. Congratulations. We're going to give you an opportunity to expand the economy, oxygenate the ecosystem, because you are just so fucking awesome. We're breaking your ass up. Yeah, but and so
1: should we go up there and give them this gift? Should we should deliver we the it? message? You got to
0: run for you got to run for senate, and I'll just manage your imagery. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, hey, stranger things have happened. Uh, start sexting. Yeah. Start sexting. Um,
1: okay. No. 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 <laughs> no.
0: No, no, I like the, ads, the Amazon ads. the Amazon ads. Me I too. Like I, think I think it's interesting because
1: Uber's been doing a lot of ads. Uh, uh, Amazon's been doing a lot of ads. You're seeing some from Google. Uh, all of them have been doing advertisements uh, on regular... You see them pop up all over the place on whether it's cable or elsewhere. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting... Why not burnish your reputation during a time when other people can't spend? You know, you well, give yourself that extra... Uh, Amazon. Uh, so
0: just, just to go to Amazon and this is where their advertising is going. There's been... Three huge unlocks in the business world that have created trillion, billion to over a trillion dollars in value: Uh, Apple's recognition to uh, reallocation of capital out of advertising into stores, open 550 temples of its brand; Amazon going, getting out of a transactional business into a recurring revenue business with Amazon Prime, developing a monogamous relationship with 82 percent of U.S. households; Walmart deciding that they no longer wanted to tax people with the in-store experience, which is basically the American freak show. And do click and collect and give them their groceries without taxing them with the in-store experience. The fourth big unlock is Amazon presenting the first vaccinated supply chain. Amazon figured out this shit's yeah. going to be with us a lot longer than anyone thinks. And if you're a supplier, a vendor, yeah. a customer, a worker, a delivery person, and you want a COVID-free or a near-COVID-free experience, there's only one supply chain in the world, and it's Amazon. And it is just, God, my mind's just blown how genius it is. It takes advantage... They're going where no one else can go. No one has the capital, the vertical nature, the fulfillment, the delivery, uh, the credibility to say to the street. Even a guy like Doug McMillan, who's, I would argue, one of the best leaders in business right now, he can't go to a shareholder base. It's not his fault and say, sorry, I'm taking earnings down $2 billion to invest in PB and new protocols. The, the stock could go down twenty percent. And now he,
1: yep, he, only Bezos can do it. Only You're Jeff right. can do it. You're right. He should do it. Should should Walmart should because they could do a real they could really sop up uh, business here in this pandemic very much so. If they there there doesn't have to just be one. All right, last question. Um, if we could write an ad for the Trump campaign right now, there's so many fantastic anti-Trump ads right now, and he just gives them material every day. But what would the ad be, Scott? What would the ad be? for the Trump campaign. You are called in by Donald Trump. You are hopefully in a different room from him because um, he's full of germs. Um, what would be the ad?
0: Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, 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 oh gosh, you first. You first.
1: No, you first. You're the ad guy.
0: I'm the ad guy. I'm the brand guy. I think that... Um, it would be something around hard decisions and sacrifice. We're going to get through this together. Uh, you know, uh, unprecedented challenges. They don't make
1: hard decisions. They don't sacrifice. Well,
0: the, the, he would claim if are going to be aspirational people. The 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 thing they would have to run to is I'm strong. I'm decisive. I'm willing to sacrifice. I've I, I think they're a touchy humility. I've learned a lot. The the you know mm-hmm. uh, the, stick with us. The markets. The economy. America's greatness will continue. We let's continue our good work, and I think he would have to add a Scotia humility around I've learned a lot. I've learned some things. Um, that's what I would do. I would, I would say let's continue to strengthen the decisiveness. we're we're just we're just mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to take unemployment of people of color down to new record lows. The markets are going to hit new record highs. We're going to see a, a superior trade policy. We're just getting started. I think I would try and craft a, ner- a narrative around, let's continue let's, let's the continue the, the strength of the economy. That's where I would go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be hitting on the same notes, and they're pretty old. The economy isn't a good one anymore. The, the COVID management isn't good.
0: What would you do? I think
1: I would say, I've, I fucked up. I have. Give me another chance. Forgive me.
0: Yeah, I don't think that I works with up. his base. I think you can say he's learned. Yeah. But I don't think that learned. Works at, I've learned. I, yeah. We, really? I don't know. I, I I It doesn't work. I hate to say it cuz I'm scared to say this out loud. There
1: is no ad. It, it, there is well, no, no ad.
0: We're biased, but it, it looks like the landing lights are on here. He is he is way down and there's not a lot of time. Um
1: What about the son of a bitch you know? What about that kind of devil, thing? The devil, you know. Like, um, yeah, definitely. You know, you like,
0: we knew Biden for eight years. That doesn't work either. Yeah, that's. We true. knew the Obama Biden thing. Um, if I were if I were Biden right now,
1: Hillary, what, but the emails. If but I were Biden emails.
0: right now, I would announce, and I yeah. wouldn't even commit to it. I would announce that I've asked um, Barack Obama to be Secretary of State for twenty four hours with the simple charge of repair. I'm going to have Barack Obama try and repair our relationships uh, across the world for the next 24 months.
1: Oh, I like it. That's really sassy. Interesting. But we're talking Trump. You can't, you've not come up with a good campaign. I've learned. I don't think there is a good campaign. I've learned my lesson.
0: I don't think there is a good campaign. I, I don't, I don't, I, again, the, he's got to go-to, go to his go tos, and that is strength and decisiveness. I'm politically incorrect. I will All always right. do what is right for America. I'm not afraid. I am, I'm, I'm strong, decisive. Okay. And I'm a wartime president. I put myself out there because I thought it was important to make, uh, create the right symbolism around the virus and get the economy back. I'm paying the price, but All it's right. a price worth paying, and we'll be back on track. Give us another four years.
1: So I may be an asshole, but I'm your asshole.
0: Well, you said it. The devil you know. Decisive and strong. Yeah,
1: devil you know. the devil but there's you know. Some, there's some strong
0: know. metrics they can point to. The markets, unemployment yeah. pre-COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can spin yeah. this. They yeah. can spin this a okay. lot of ways. Yeah,
1: they only have a few weeks to do it. I think it's probably too late, but you never know. All right, Scott. Cara. Thanks again to Advertising Week 2020 and our live audience. Would you please read us out?
0: Today's episode was produced by Rebecca Sinanis, uh, engineered by Fernando Finite. Erica Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Special thanks to Drew Burrows. If you like what you heard, please download and subscribe. Kara Swisher, married yes. again. Married again. I just, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just love it. Once again, why not? She's so good at it. Let's do it again. Congratulations (laughs) to you Anna Amanda. Thank you, Scott. I think you're a good citizen and I'm I'm happy for you. I'm really, I am. I'm happy for you. Thank you.
1: She's taken, ladies. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you very much to Advertising Week. We appreciate it.